0: All right, so let's continue now in the little book of Jude. I still want to spend some time in verse four here about those who came in um, by the side door. They came in with stealth, uh, certain men. Next phrase here says that uh, those long ago having been, actually the the Greek word progrominoe, the, the word means to be pre-written or written about beforehand. So these these uh, these men and they were described in the previous verse as those who were attacking the doctrine of grace. Uh, for example, um, they, uh, they were attacking the faith in general, uh, as we saw in verses three and four, um, they they denied the master and the lordship of our Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ. They changed grace into sensuality. But they were written about beforehand. Their condemnation, this condemnation of theirs, those long ago pre-written, pre-written to this condemnation these ungodly ones. Now, what does that mean? Most likely what it's referring to is the fact that Second Peter is very similar to the book of Jude, and it is generally agreed that Second Peter was written before Jude. So Jude probably is saying that Peter has already written about this condemnation. Also, some of the things that are written about in both 2 Peter and Jude are taken from the pseudepigraphical book that's called the book of Enoch. Now that tells us that there are some portions of Enoch that are worthy to be included in the divinely inspired scriptures. Not all of it, but portions of it, and those portions are what we read that have been preserved in the New Testament. So what was pre-written before, this condemnation of these ungodly, these irreverent ones, uh, this was pre-written, and that, pro- that most likely references Second Peter uh, and, and, and the book of Jude as well uh, to clarify what that, what that really means in uh, verse 4 of Jude. So, they are attacking the doctrine of grace, they're turning it into sensuality, and they deny the lordship of Jesus Christ and that he is the only master. So they're attacking essentially the deity of Christ, the grace of God and the deity of Christ, and turning the grace of God into uh, sensuality, um, into a... Uh, Lasciviousness i guess is what it's is how it's uh pr- is how it's translated in other uh parts of the bible but it uh it's an evil and you and it's a very it's an awful thing then and this ha- that that these ungodly irreverent people would would attack the grace of God that way and would attack the deity of christ that way. And these, are, these two things, this is the root of the gospel. This is the found, these are foundational to the gospel of Jesus Christ and to the New Testament itself. And so no wonder then that Jude says we're going to have to zealously contend for the faith. Now that's going to bring us on uh, to verse uh, five in Jude. Uh, I now want to remind you, having known you, uh, that all this, uh, having known you at one time, uh, that, that at one time you knew all of this. So he says, let me go back. to remind. I want to remind you now, having known you, that you have known all of this at one time, that Jesus, having saved a people out of the land of Egypt, that's interesting. Who does he credit for the salvation of, of Israel out of the land of Egypt. He credits Jesus. So we're, we're seeing further his... We see further how he invests himself, Jude does, how the Holy Spirit of God invests his writer of the New Testament into the doctrine of the deity of Christ, the truth of the deity of Christ. So then this was, if you want to use New Testament vernacular and you want to use a personal name, Jesus saved a people out of the land of Egypt. Having saved uh, a people out of the land of Egypt, uh, he dist- afterward, he destroyed those not having believed. So Jesus <laughs> is responsible. This is a further statement of the deity of Christ, that Christ was the one in space and time boots on the ground, if you want to put it that way, although it's a spiritual battle. Uh, this is Jesus. This is God the Son executing judgment and executing divine protection and salvation of his people, Israel, saving them out of the land of Egypt. So here's what he says. Uh, in verse 5 again, I, now I want to remind you uh, having uh, that you, at one time, having known all this, that Jesus, having saved a people out of the land of egypt uh, he destroyed afterward those having not believed the unbelievers were destroyed you know the story of exodus and the story of uh, the people of god israel coming out of the land of egypt and so forth the plagues and and all and and, and pharaoh then pursuing them afterward and the great destruction that came down upon uh, upon uh, the egyptians when the, when the Red Sea came back down upon them and all that. So Jesus is the one who's there. Now I remember the presence of God is there in a pillar of fire at night and a, and a cloud uh, by day. And then God gives the uh, pattern of the tabernacle, which the book of Hebrews says it's a pattern of the real thing that's in heaven. Uh, so God tells Moses up on the mountain that he's going to be present with his people in the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant and all that So this is a reference all to Jesus, all of this, this whole thing, this whole thing of the story of of Jesus, this whole thing of the Old Testament and Israel, and the salvation that is theirs, according to Jude, is Jesus saving his people and destroying the enemies of of his people. Now, verse 6, a lot of... Well, not a lot, two or three different schools of thought on verse six, but let's just look at it. Uh, The angels, um, both the angels having not kept their own domain, um, domain, their own priority, uh, interesting word, um, their own beginning, their own um, origin, I suppose one could use, uh, in there, having not kept their own origin, but having left their own habitation, their own dwelling place, it's a, it's a, it's a word that has its root in. It means it's stronger than a skene. It's stronger than a tent. It's stronger than a tabernacle. So this was their this was their habitation this is where god created them uh, this is where god created them to be they had authority that word um, domain ha- having not kept their own origin their own domain could be authority having not kept their own um their own magistrate their own rulership this has to do with the creation of the angels. Now, that uh, that tells us that God put them in a place of authority in a domain. Uh, it was their habitation. It was where they were to exist and operate from there. This is where they would have their authority. But here they left it, having left their own. Uh, let's see, their own domain. But having left their dwelling, their habitation. Their dwelling place, their abode, uh, the place where they were to, to live and, and to exist, where they were to operate. They left that. These angels, to whom he refers here in the book of Jude, and it says, "Then, um, uh, having left their habitation, their dwelling, uh, he keeps in uh, he keeps in chains." In eternal chains, under darkness, unto the judgment of the great day. All right. Peter references this as well in Second Peter. And uh, it's translated over there. The word, it's, a, it's Tartarus. It's a different Greek word, and it's translated hell. It's uh, the only place in the Bible where the word is used, thus translated hell. The other two words are Gehenna and Hades. Uh, this word speaks of a special, awful lower place of the abode of the wicked. Um, the souls of lost people are consigned to the netherworld, known as Hades in the New Testament. Uh, it's a place of torment. It's a place of suffering. It's death row. It is death row, and in death row, those disembodied spirits of men are awaiting their final judgment and their final casting into Gehenna, the lake of fire. Um, a lot of people in days right now, not anybody yet in the lake of fire, the first two according to revelation, who are sent into the lake of fire are the Antichrist and the false and the false prophet. So these are these souls these departed souls of the wicked dead are in an awful place but there is a apparently there's a compartment even worse than that that God has has assigned for these uh, these angels who did not keep. Uh, who did not guard there's that word it's having kept or having guarded having observed uh, their own um their own origin their own beginning their own domain of authority whatever uh, arcane is the is the greek word um so they having then uh, not kept that what's happened to them well he keeps them in chains, in eternal chains, under darkness, to the judgment of the great day. So that would be uh, the great white throne when Hades gives up the gives up the dead. According to the Revelation, Hades will give up the dead that is in it. Apparently, the lower compartment of Hades, uh, being according to Peter a place called Tartarus, that place expels not only the the, the, the souls of, of wicked dead people but also these these fallen angels who reserved that um, so he's 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 talking about destruction here um, and he's talking about the judgment of these uh, fallen angels and uh, he gets into the next phrase there but I'm gonna stop here uh and uh, we'll this is the end of the verse here. It's the end of verse six. So we'll we'll stop there and pick it up next time, God willing in verse seven. And then after verse seven, we will put that together and show how it compares. and it relates to what Jude is trying to say about those people who have come in the side door. Who are, who are trying to attack our, the foundational principles of our faith. So we're gonna stop there. Thank you for watching this, uh, this particular version of our study on the book of Jude.